This week on Freight Up, we discuss the extent to which the crude market has priced in the Israel-Hamas war. We'll also bring you a long-awaited FFA update, so stay tuned. All this and more on Freight Up. Freight Up! Hello and welcome back to Freight Up. My name's Fernanda and I'll be your host as we navigate the seas of freight commodities. Let's talk fuel with the people's broker, Archie Smith. It's in a somewhat of a, of a holding pattern at the minute, you know, really waiting for any kind of major escalations in the Middle East. The beginning of this week, crude really came off. Basically on the week, we're about four bucks weaker. Train around 89.50 at the minute. That kind of slump came Monday, Tuesday this week. We had a positive PMI data out of the US, which strengthened the dollar. I think the manufacturing stuff that came out of the US was a lot better than people expected it was going to be. So the greenback strengthened against other currencies. And whenever the greenback strengthens, normally crude slips because all crude derivatives are traded in dollars. Uh, so obviously a stronger dollar. Uh, holders of other currencies have less buying power. Uh, so we normally see that crude slip off when the dollar strengthens, which we did at the beginning of this week. Other downward pressures coming out of the US was a build in stockpiles from the EIA data that came out on Wednesday. So EIA data showed a build in crude inventories, which added a little bit more downward pressure on those prices. Earlier in the week, we had some macro data come out of the Eurozone that's pretty weak all around, which kind of averted the market, the gaze of the market, we'll call (laughs) it, from the Middle East to the West, thinking, oh, demand's going to be woeful, which is what the... The thoughts have been for most of the year, really. Well, I know we're in Q4 now, but for the rest of Q4 into 2024, is the demand going to be dreary? Um, and that kind of really pressured the prices down as well. Obviously, there's been support from what is going on in the Middle East. That se- seems still to be the resonating factor in the market. It's you know, I mentioned the holding pattern earlier on. It is just all eyes on any potential escalation over there. Even this morning, we've seen a little bit of support. Obviously, the new, there was news yesterday that Israel were going to hold off the ground operation into Gaza, which kind of softened the market. But with it came the news that, oh, yeah, okay, they're holding off just so that the US can kind of get more troops, missiles, etc. all set up over there. Uh, and then the, um, one of the Israeli officials actually did confirm that the ground operation is going to go ahead. So it seems like it's just building in scale if anything yes delayed but for a reason yeah so is the prevailing sentiment still that oil prices won't be affected unless someone like iran gets involved yes 100 percent. so leads me quite nicely onto the next point actually the war premium we'll call it has been priced into the crude prices yeah you're bang on. Yeah. That's why we've kind of been in this holding phase. Yes, we've seen some weakness because of the, some of the macro data and some of the stuff coming out of the US. But yeah, we're still just waiting. It's, it's been in this holding pattern for a while now with, with Israeli troops on the border of Gaza. And yeah, if there's any escalation from other powers in the Middle East or, or anywhere really, yeah, you're, you're right. So it's, it's very much just war premium at the minute and we're, we're not going to see any major shifts probably unless another power steps in. Yeah, it's always so interesting because Mm -hmm. unless kind of like with the European economic data, unless something 
shinier comes through, then this is going to be the uh, talk of the town. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's just, yes, it's always the same with the news, isn't it? It's like once yeah. something else happens, it's all like, oh, all eyes on that. Yeah, and that, um, that drives sentiment, which drives exactly, prices. And, yeah. Exactly. So one of the big topics of conversation in your side of the office is the Bloomberg report on physical prices. What's going on there? Yeah, so Bloomberg have actually reported that some of the physical prices on the crude are actually slipping. And I think this is anything out of the ordinary after reading it. It just seemed like very kind of traditional seasonal change as the Northern Hemisphere heads into the winter months. The demand for the refining of gasoline slips and therefore, I think, yeah, that's kind of been a, a knock-on effect. And then we've seen some of the physical crew prices slip. It's not so much slips, it's just there's normal level. And then in the summer, it goes up, gasoline refining. Road trips. Because of US <laughs> yeah, US driving trips, U- European driving trips, et cetera, et cetera. Because everyone takes time off in the summer, goes to see family, et cetera, et cetera. So then I- I'd say this is more of it just coming back to normal level. Opposed uh-huh. to shooting down because obviously gas so is still going to be needed the right post summer road trip recovery yeah exactly and other things take the front going into winter like heating oil and diesel for peters etc etc what else is going on in the world of oil oh that probably covers it for the crude in terms of products the high five spreads have started to widen throughout oh. the curve yeah because we're really seeing the high sulfur cracks come off so the euro high sulfur crack today already is down a dollar. It's trading uh, minus 16 in the front month. Oh, wow. Uh, it's down about $4 on the week. So that's really starting to slip. On the high five spreads, front month euro trading over 110 now. Front month sing trading over 170 now. Uh, obviously meaning that the Singapore very low sulfur fuel oil is at $170 premium to the high sulfur fuel oil equivalent. And even the Cal 24 contracts, they've really rallied. I mean, the euro up to about a hundred bucks indicative value. And the Sing, you know, also really rallied up in, in the Cal contracts as well. We've actually seen, not just in the high fives, but also in the flat price, we've seen a fair bit of buying interest from end user shipping hedges oh, wow. on our side. It was uh, like I mentioned earlier, when the crude was really slipping at the beginning of this week. It's quite a key mental point is when you go sub 90, you know, people were holding off when it was over 90 because it might go to 100, whatever. But as soon as it comes sub 90, everyone's like, okay, let's lock in now on the hedge. We saw quite a lot of buying interest on the like Sing.5, Euro.5, some of the gas oils for hedging purposes at the beginning of this week, making the most of that little dip you know, uh, when we had the weak macro data. Buy side interest in the fuel market driven by hedging clients uh, yeah, and, uh, in small size. Oh. Not really market movers, but... <laughs> <laughs> but exciting stuff nonetheless. Exciting stuff nonetheless, <laughs> yeah. Other than that, fuel has been fairly steady. I mean, it's just high sulfur cracks that have really been moving. The very low sulfur stuff has, has been pretty un, uh, unreactive, to be honest with you. Yeah, the spreads, the time spreads are pretty flat on the week. Not really, yeah. we're not really seeing massive intraday moves on them like you sometimes can. And even the very low sulfur cracks, pretty steadfast, seem to be fairly sturdy in light of what's going on. I know other products outside of fuel oil seem to be a lot more affected by the current happenings in the Middle East, etc. But yeah, fuel oil seems pretty pretty firm at the minute. No, okay. We've taken all we could from you. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Archie, we've milked you for all your worth. 
That's absolutely fine. We're going to release you back into the wild. Brilliant. To go be amongst the other brokers. Thank you very much. (laughs) And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Now let's talk about FFAs. So I just wanted to come in and give you an overview of the paper market. We'll discuss physical next week, but do have an update on the paper to provide you some color for the week. So the theme for this week was bearish as the Cape market ended the past week relatively flat with prices on the November contract just shy of 20000 reaching a high of 19700 on Friday the 20th. However, after the weekend, the markets took a tumble with sellers entering in force, dropping the November rate to a low of 16125 today. Meanwhile, December remains relatively flat, starting the week off with highs of 15825 on Monday to lows of 15350 on Thursday. Q4 and Q1 followed in suit with Q4 trading at highs of 20912 on Monday and then dropping to lows of 18725 on Thursday. All the while, Q1 is staying relatively flat, having started the week with highs of 9,050, ending on Thursday with lows of 7,950. Not much movement on the Cal 24 either, as we started with highs of 14,075 on Monday, moving to lows of 13,550 on Thursday. Actually, the most interesting movement this week in regards to CAPES was the index, which started the week at 28,805, nearly 1,500 above the month-to-day average of 27,357. On Wednesday, the index had moved down to 24,386, nearly 3,000 lower than the month-to-day of 27,000. 181 on 26 October. So this bearish sentiment was also there with the Panamaxes as we saw the November contract there start the week with highs of 13,025 and end with lows of 11,675 on Thursday. Unlike the Capes, the Panamax December contract did not hold its nerve as well falling from highs of 12,100 on Monday to lows of 10,850 on Thursday. So a bit of a tumble there. Q4 and Q1 traded in a relatively tight range, with Q4 starting with highs on Monday of 12,725 and lows on Thursday at 11,908.5. Similarly, Q1 started the week with a high of 9,175 on Monday and ended at a low of 8,550 on Thursday. Cal 24 remained largely unmoved from a high of 11,175 on Monday to a low of 10,550 on Thursday. In Supermax world, the November front month started with a high of 13,225 and fell to lows of 11,900 on Thursday. The December contract fared similarly, starting with highs on Monday of 12,125 and dropping down to lows on Thursday of 10,850. Q4 and Q1 remained a bit tighter as Q4 started on Monday at 12,987.5 
ending on Thursday with a low of 12,137.5. Q1, similar story, 9,300 on Monday at its high, down to 8,675 on Thursday. Now, the only one keeping it tight here is Cal24, which started at a high of 11,200 on Monday and ended Thursday at a low of 10,737.5. That is a quick overview of where the FFA market is this week. We'll bring you more color and some physical updates next week. Until then. Well, that's it for us this week. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, I'm going to take a minute to beg you to go on FreightUpPodcast.com and leave us a comment, a review, or just a note to say hi. It would mean the world to us because we want to make this show as useful for you and to make sure that you feel like you're part of a community. Until next time. Freight up.